Howdy, howdy. My name is Lily with Makecraft Game, and you're listening to Reading Rule Books. Today, I'm going to do a short and sweet episode for the Ghosts of Christmas. So let's just get into it. The Ghosts of Christmas is a three to four player game that lasts about 40 minutes. Components include 48 cards, one to 12 in four suits, 16 ghost board pieces, four era dials, four score cubes, one start player marker, one victory points VP tracker, 16 purple door tokens, four red door tokens, 12 wreath tokens. Three players. When playing with three players, remove cards one, two, and three from each of the four suits. Game Overview Ghost of Christmas is a trick-taking game where you play cards into three separate tricks, past, present, and future. You play cards into all three time periods in a single round, and winning tricks in one time period could help you win more in the future. Game Flow One trick, every player playing one card. One round, three tricks. One hand, four rounds. One game. Three hands in a three-player game, four hands in a four-player game. Setup. One, place the scoring cube for each player on the VP tracker. Two, assemble the ghost board for each player. Three, place the doors, wreath tokens, and dials next to the VP tracker. Four, randomly give the start player marker. Note, the beyond dial and ghost board pieces are not used in the base game. Five, playing a hand. Shuffle the deck and deal all the cards, 12 to each player. Turn the era dials face down. First game. For your first game, we recommend playing the Tiny Tim variant, which skips the bidding step. Bidding. Begin with the start player and proceed clockwise. Look at your cards and estimate how many tricks you might win. Take a purple door for each. Your bid will be successful if you win exactly that many tricks. If you would like additional flexibility, one of the doors you take may be red. Your bid will be successful if you win a trick for each purple door or for each purple door and the red door. Example, if you think you'll win three tricks, take three purple doors. This bid is successful if you win exactly three tricks. If you are less sure, take three purple doors and one red door. This bid is successful if you win either three or four tricks. Playing around. Beginning with the start player and proceeding clockwise, play a single card in front of you into one of the three eras, past, present, or future. You may only play cards that match the suit on the dial for that era. If you have no cards that match the dial, you may play any card. If the dial is face down, you may play any card. Then turn the dial over and set it to match the suit you played. This continues until each player has played three cards, one into each era. Tip, you can play cards in any order you want. You do not have to play in the same era as the earlier player. Not only could this help you win those other tricks, but you could empty your hand so you are not forced to follow suit. Scoring tricks. Starting with the pass trick, the card played by the start player sets the scoring suit. 
Whoever played the highest hearts wins the trick. If no hearts were played, whoever played the highest card in the scoring suit wins the trick. The winner takes the starting player marker and takes a wreath token, placing it on one of their doors if possible. Now score the present trick the same way. Notice that the new starting player, whose card determines the scoring suit, is whoever won the past trick. Finally, score the future trick, the winner of the present trick as the starting player. The scoring suit may be different than the suit on the dial. Heart always trumps. The winner of the future trick takes the start player marker and keeps it until you score the next round. Once all three tricks have been scored, discard the three cards you played, flip the dials face down, and begin the next trick using the cards you have remaining in your hand. Scoring hands. After four rounds, compare your bid with how many tricks you won. If you have extra wreaths not on doors or have purple doors without wreaths, then score no points. Otherwise, if you have a red door, score one point per wreath. It is okay to have or not have a wreath on the red door. If you don't have a red door, score two points per wreath. Return your wreaths and doors. Play another hand until you play one hand per player. Then the most total points wins. Tied players share the victory. Scoring hands example. Three purple doors, each with a wreath, six victory points. Three purple doors, each with a wreath, and a red door with no wreath, three victory points. Three purple doors, only two have wreaths, zero victory points. Three purple doors and four wreaths, so one wreath with no door, zero victory points. Beyond variant. Add a fourth era, beyond. You can play cards to any of the four eras. Play four tricks per round and three rounds per hand. Tiny Tim variant. Easier to learn version. Play Ghosts of Christmas as normal, except skip the bidding step at the beginning of each hand. Instead, your points will be based on how many tricks you win. Take a wreath each time you win a trick. In this variant, doors are not used. Scoring Tiny Tim Hands, three players. Zero wreaths, six victory points. One to six wreaths, one victory point for each wreath. Seven plus wreaths, zero victory points. Scoring Tiny Tim Hands, four players. Zero wreaths, six victory points. One to five wreaths, one victory point for each wreath. Six plus wreaths, zero victory points. And that is the short and sweet episode for Ghosts of Christmas. I find this really fascinating because you're playing three to four games simultaneously while playing out of the same hand. The scoring trick section in particular, I find fascinating. So the past trick, the card played by the start player sets the scoring suit not the card on the not the suit on the dial and then it goes on from that manner so the trump suit well trump is hearts but the scoring suit is determined by who won the past for the present and who won the future for the past so you're not always able to gauge what the scoring suit is going to be and i find that really really interesting because if you play to the future not knowing what's going to happen in the present or in the past it can be a really big gamble. I have not yet played this game. Um, this was me learning it. And I'm very curious to see 
in what situations people would not play in the past first to determine the present and then continuing forward in that manner. I'm very curious what strategy would have you play in future eras without knowing how everything was going to start. And if you are the starting player from a previous round, do you hold off playing in the past so nobody knows what's going to happen? Oh my god, there's so many possibilities. If y'all have any insight on this game, please leave me a comment in the YouTube video for this episode. I I really want to know more. Um, I'm excited to play it now that we are in the winter season. It feels more thematic to play, let's say the least. And that is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, follow MCG on any platform you find me and check out makecraftgame.com for more content. If there is a rulebook you want to hear, leave a comment on this reading rulebooks episode. I hope you have a wonderful day.